Hello everyone and welcome back to the WU show. My name is Harrison Digwe every day of the of the, of the year. <laughs> and I'm host alongside <laughs> I'm host alongside Dami, you know, the one and only uh the best co-host. You already know on all of radio. <laughs> <laughs> and we have two guests in the studio with me. Introduce yourselves, please. Starting with Steven. Hi everyone, my name is Stephen Kamara. I am the African Caribbean Society President 2018. <laughs> Next person. Kylie, a yeah. and yeah. I'm former president of the East African Society, mm-hmm. but I also sit on the executive committee of the Kenya Diaspora Youth Council. Wow. Wow. Okay. The resume we have okay. on this on this on this okay. panel today is amazing. Is, this is actually gonna hot, be a hot topic. Hot topic. Because these people are just they're really not them big names. President of this. President of that. President. We, we see now, you. We see executives. You. We see you. <laughs> alright, alright, alright. Let's all just right. let's just make sure to say that Adam couldn't be here today. And yeah, shout out to Adam. He's yeah. ill today and he couldn't be here and we needed him today, like seriously. Yo, he was stressed, but, man. He didn't understand. But, but get well soon, Adam. Get well soon. And guys, guess what? It's our 10th episode of the show. Like literally, you guys don't realize how, how far we've come in such a short period of time. But yes, it's our 10th episode. We're really happy the progress we've made. And we were nomi- nominated for the Kent Awards for Excellence in Media. Although, Although we didn't we win, lost, man. Although we lost, <laughs> but the though, nomination we lost, is appreciated. We lost the inquiry, so it's not... Yeah, yeah that's a, that's it's a big... It's not really like, yeah. you know... Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, it's not been a bad week, but thank you to everyone who's listened and who's sent in, you know, the contributions and stuff. And today we are discussing the diaspora. Mm-hmm. Um, a very, very strong topic. And when we get back, we would, you know, focus on and get everyone's opinion, really. And so listen to this song from Jay Hoss. Like your style. Trust me. Alexander McQueen with the round neck. Told the promoter I'll be too sex. Had to sex two chicks before sound check. She looked deep into my eyes and gave me proud neck. That's my new broad. Always text her when I'm too bored. Have a pose in my two swords. Baby, what's the crack? What's the story? Baby, what's the crack? What's the story? Unstop the usna in my sunglasses. Bartenders and pole dancers in my hotel with no trousers. Me and her, we're just alike, man. We're so heartless. So you text her, get no answers. I don't text her, that's extra. I just skip in lecture. You need position if you write the whole semester. This bed ain't made for one, so I'm sharing it. Anything you need, tell Frank, you take care of it. Versace bathrobe, everything high class. Put a side rock in the wine glass. Big booty in the jacuzzi just to let the time pass. Tryna take in all these W's. Money come now, I do what I wanna do. Getting brain while I eat my cereal. Skinny man take on BBW. You know the big girls need loving too. And I'm the one that they keep coming to. All the goddamn one hook up. Even my next door neighbor came asking for sugar. We on the same page, no need for a discussion. 
Then we do something disgusting. Still ugly, but I'm not fussing. J-Hus, even your mum loves it. everyone and i hope you enjoy that song um this segment is the world famous segment no one wants to admit it on this well, how exactly is this world famous? this is a world famous segment and camera you will see why i'm saying this yeah because <laughs> you know every time i bring in this segment people are like, oh what do you mean oh this this is a funny segment we call things african parents say mm-hmm. right and you know i've had you know so many good positive reviews over the over the past few, <laughs> over the past episodes, <laughs> but yeah, um, have you guys ever heard this before? So you want to embarrass me, eh? Don't worry, I'll embarrass you before you embarrass me. Have friends about? Kali has. That's really normal in my house. <laughs> yo, it's so normal, man. <laughs> have you ever heard that from your friends? Be like, yo, oh, so eh, you want to embarrass me? <clears throat> ah, don't worry. I will embarrass you before embarrassing you. <laughs> 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 it's actually uh, big, man. That means actually, that was actually talking about. That means actually giving this idea because I was like, yeah, my, I heard my mom say that one time when I was like, yeah, it's mad, man. It's, it's mad. actually, it's actually a big thing. <laughs> Especially my mom, man, she'd always say something like that, like, oh, you wanna embarrass me, yeah? I don't know about you guys, yeah. but I've heard my mom said to me, before you kill me, mm. I'll kill you and then kill myself. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've heard that too. I've heard that too. I've heard that too. I've heard that too. I've High blood pressure won't kill me. High blood pressure won't kill you. High blood pressure and you kill me, I'll kill myself. <laughs> it's so oh. typical, man. But yeah, but we love African parents, but you know, we have to make fun of them from time to time. It's true. Um, it's true. Yeah. And so, linking to our first topic, um, you know, since we're talking about diaspora, and you guys know, but obviously, we all know about slavery in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things that, you know, African cultural att- attributes, you know, sometimes is sort of stripped with some some people in diaspora don't associate themselves with, with the history. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't understand how how they came to this country and how their ancestors have been. And so sometimes you hear some people like, oh, I'm black and British, or I'm black and this, but they don't want to say, okay, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm originally I'm, from I'm Nigeria. I'm originally from Nigeria, or yeah. I'm originally from this. They just want to mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, distance themselves from that. And, and you know, why do you think how people do that. I mean, we kind of already understand from general perspective, you know, they, we, just, we just don't want to be African. We just want to be cool. Is this about pop culture? What is this about? Personally speaking, this is a really interesting topic. I was actually having a discussion with somebody yeah. about this the mm. other day, and it was something that was really highlighted to me. Now, I don't think it's that. I feel like it's the UK culture. It's a westernized culture. Mm. When I land on that topic, I mean that, you know, one thing I found with a lot of African parents who originate from the diaspora but have come to settle and build a foundation at the in the UK or in America or Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't they don't teach their children about culture and about values in terms of okay cool uh, you don't hear about Mansa Musa you don't hear about mm. uh, uh, um, our Mami Toure you don't hear about these significant people that have shaped our form and our heritage and our culture. Mm-hmm. You don't learn about uh, um Enamdi Ezekwe. Ezekwe. Thank you for the... (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I feel like mainly it's due to the parents. But not only just that, how can you blame the parents if 
in the schools in Africa, they don't even talk about it. Mm. Now, the reason why I land on that topic is because it's, this, it's a discussion that I've spoke about with my parents, as well as people from the diaspora. So, for example, I originate from Sierra Leone. Yeah. And um, one thing I, 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 I've learned is that history doesn't get taught in schools. It's not part of the academic uh, syllabus. Yeah, not cur- curriculum. Exactly. What yeah. they learn about yeah. is the Western culture. So they learn about World War One, World War Two, oh. the Egyptians and um, the likes of everything else, but they don't learn about their true heritage. Yeah. They don't learn about, okay, cool, fair enough, there was slave trade, but what was before slave trade? Exactly. How was all of, how was trading done in Africa? Why should they have pride in who they are? Exactly. So that's the thing. I feel like it's not just something, as much as we want to say, okay, cool, let's blame the westernized parents. Yeah. We have to blame the educational system, not only just in Africa, but also in the UK, mm. because we're not, it's not part of the syllabus. Mm. So therefore, people don't know who they are yeah. and it stems to bigger problems where people call themselves mm. I'm I'm English but mm. then yeah I'm British and stuff your yeah. parents are both from that's, Africa that's very yeah. valid just to point something out um, we have to be careful about making generalizations that's because, true because for instance I'm Kenyan and in Kenyan at least in the Kenyan system there's a lot of Kenyan history mm-hmm. whether or not it's adequate enough mm-hmm. um, that's a different topic but yeah. people are learning kids are learning about um, Kenya Kenya before colonialism Kenya during colonialism mm-hmm. and the like so mm-hmm. let's just be careful from yeah, making blanket statements like absolutely. Absolutely. absolutely I know yeah. I know I know exactly what you're talking about because I, I remember Steven said something about how we don't get taught um, about the history in our schools but I don't think that's what he meant I think he meant in terms of British schools they don't mm-hmm. teach them about yeah. their yeah, history definitely, yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah which is I think that's what you meant right yeah I, I'll say that from the uh, angle of sp- coming from originating from Sierra Leone I was born here but I have relatives I've been to Sierra Leone and mm. yeah. when I discuss about the school educational system there they don't really I know about in Nigeria they teach you yeah. about the Yoruba culture definitely mm. they teach us about the past as well even yeah, the, the house that kingdom yeah. the you know the, the Fulani the Ifef, yeah exactly. everything yeah. in Sierra Leone we don't really I haven't heard that they talk to people about the history of Sierra Leone so how free time really? came into existence mm. yeah. I, I'm not oh, okay. let me not generalise because yeah. I, I wasn't born neither was I brought yeah. up there however mm. from what I've been told from people that have been in the education system it's mm. something that isn't taught so therefore yeah. but it's something which I I think p- personally speaking in the likes of parents yeah. I feel like especially with British parents let me just say this I feel like because obviously now you know when you come from another country and you're starting a new foundation mm-hmm. you don't really have time mm. to talk to your kids about their history mm. because you're trying to lay a foundation for yourself and for your children so mm. therefore your primary focus is for them to gain get the best of education yeah. the best of education with the best of knowledge yeah. and I feel like because of that it kind of it's like a barricade essentially where yeah. your child doesn't learn about your history so therefore mm-hmm. they grow up being in a culture where they learn about World War One, World War Two, but they don't know about the history of Nigeria, the history yeah. of Sierra Leone, the his- mm. hist- even the Caribbean history yeah. in terms of the, the original West Indian people. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's not. I feel like we love to even even not only just about Africa with the Caribbeans, we love to generalize and say, okay, cool. Well, you know what? Yeah, slave trade is the only thing we know about Africa and the Caribbean. Mm. No, there's so much vast culture. Yeah, there's so much. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I know exactly what um, you mean. Um, going back to um, Kali, um, obviously you must have cousins and people i imagine that that are abroad or were born abroad and stuff what 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 sense of um you know because because some of them usually that when they come back to kenya be like, oh yeah i'm coming back home is is home sort of um what's the word is that is that some kind of is, is it fantasized about in the sense that oh oh kenya amazing home and then they come back and they realize okay it's not as good then they run back 
<laughs> to the west or something, what about to, 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 to wherever they're to, from, to wherever they're from, you know? I think, I think because I noticed that for most people in diaspora, what they do is that oh, Nigeria, my Nigeria, but they will never come back to Nigeria. Nigeria is just this kind of idea to them of what home is, but you know, they rather stay where they were brought up. But, before, but you know, before yeah. you answer, before Kylie answers, let me just be the devil's advocate and just say that you can't really blame them 100% because yeah. these countries aren't as great as they should be, yeah, yeah, corruption yeah. has actually destroyed. I know, to be fair, yeah, almost every single time we speak, mm. we always lead back to this, this issue of corruption. corruption yeah. But yeah. basically, yeah. corruption has actually destroyed the country to a level where even if they wanted to come back, there's the fear of not getting a job, there's yeah. the fear of sustenance, there's the fear of living conditions, yeah, which we need to put into <laughs> account and like not just judge them and say, oh, you know what, yeah, mm. you are running away from home. Mm-hmm. Home, home hasn't been a place where they can leave. If you get what I mean? I know what you mean. No, I know what you mean. Can I just yeah, 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 Kali, yeah. Um, something again that I've come to find, like mm. from what you're talking about, what mm. you're trying to say is that for majority of people, which may be the case, mm-hmm. when they leave their home in Africa, mm-hmm. quote unquote, <coughs> to go abroad, mm-hmm. it's because they're looking for a better life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Greener pastures. <laughs> but then, I beg to differ, not to say that Kenya is advanced or whatnot, but I feel like Kenya is majority of diaspora are coming back home now. Mm. Oh Kenya really? Kenya is a conducive environment, and when people leave to go yeah. abroad, they don't leave because oh my gosh, Kenya is crap. They leave just because opportunities have come up. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily not everyone who comes abroad is coming in search of a better life. Exactly. You know, mm. sometimes it's just you know we are inter- education. Yeah. We are international world. You know, mm-hmm. you get a good job offer, you go abroad. Mm-hmm. So it's not always necessarily oh. Africa is so bad. That's why I say that's not generalized. And mm. I'm not, maybe I'm being biased because mm. I think Kenya is lit. Mm. I would rather mm. live in Kenya than live anywhere else mm. in the world. Mm. The weather is good. Same about Lagos. Mm. Exactly. So it's not always a thing of Africa is so bad. Mm. Sometimes mm. it's just you have to do what you have to do. Exactly. Mm. By the way, I cut that song. You're you just serving us right now because you're going, um, Kenya is good. It's not like some of those countries. Don't worry. Nigeria is getting better too. <laughs> Nigeria is getting better too. We cut this up. Don't worry. Let me just say we are leading in technology in Africa. You know, Ooh. we have Wi-Fi in the village, man. Kenya is lit. I, I don't know. I don't. Okay. Know. Corruption. We also okay. lit. Are- <laughs> <laughs> corruption is bad everywhere. I know. Uh, to be to be honest, I think when it comes to the issue of corruption, I think it's all about how open it is. Um, in most Western countries, they hide it very well. These guys have been out for. They've been around. Yeah, there's corruption everywhere. Can man. I tell you something? Yeah. It's not, you know, landing on what you just said, I don't think they cover it up so well. Mm. I, I personally feel like, you know, at the end of the day, accountability, people, even the poor people do accountability. You know, if money comes, for example, in Sierra Leone, when the Ebola crisis actually outbreaked, yeah. um, we knew that the UK gave us 300 million to the president. This is something that's very skeptical, so I need to be careful the way I word it. Yeah. But everybody was like, okay, cool, where's the 300 million gone? what was it used for mm-hmm. so at the end of the day I don't think that corruption is hidden nicely I think it's it's done in your face mm. you know what I mean like landing on what you said um, for example it's something where the difference is because there's not a solid tax system the government can get away with it efficiently mm-hmm. that's what I personally feel like it is and I feel like it's not the factor that people are leaving their country I feel like the main focus a lot of a lot of the international students I have, their family, they come from very wealthy families mm-hmm. who are from like quite high up backgrounds in their 
diaspora. So if they're from Nigeria, if they're from Ghana, if they're from Sierra Leone, if they're from Kenya. So therefore, they never really know the hard life in comparison to the people that potentially want a scholarship. Mm-hmm. I say that with quote marks. Um, so therefore, it's a different type of background. You get what I mean? I feel mm. like if you've got a good background and if you're from a, 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 a high class in where you come from, mm-hmm. you're going to want to go back because you know that opportunities are wider uh, for mm-hmm. you. Whereas if you're from a rather a lower class, middle class kind of background, Mm-hmm. If a job opportunity comes here from 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 this from England yeah. or, or for, from America, just giving an example, you're going to want to take it because you know that your family back home are going to have you're going to be able to take care of your family. Them, yeah. mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? So I feel like we need to just come off of the factor that oh well, this country's got more opportunities. No, it's just about where yeah your class the classing yeah, system the classing and system. the opportunities you actually have for yourself back, so. back home or yeah. here. If you've got more opportunities at another country, you're going to stay there. That is very true. Yeah. I was speaking to some guy. Um, I think I saw him in, like, I think it was in Bromley or something. I just went into the gym. I was like, and he was in Nigeria as well. And he was tell, I was telling him, look, like, I want to go back home after everything and stuff. And he was like, what am I going back home to do? What opportunities do I'm like, you know, me coming from, me knowing that if I go back, you know, my family's not, it's not even, we're not, well, let me not even say that. We're not, we're not there, but it's like, we're like middle class. Mm-hmm. So like my, but my dad is, you know, he's, any, anything he brings out, he, he hustles for it, basically. And I was saying like, look, I want to go back and join the family business and you know, get this stuff, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's what oh, I was yeah, thinking at the time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking at the time. Not now, but like, that's what I was thinking at the time. And so it's like. <laughs> but <laughs> now, <laughs> what anymore? <laughs> no, 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 it's like, you know, anyway, that's a long story. Uh, but, but basically like, you know, I was just saying, basically the point is, I thought there was something, I still think there's something for me there 100%. and he's like but he, he he wasn't thinking about it like that he's like no you know things are, i don't really have anything back home i mm. you know i i'm the, actually the one that's bringing something to give me people back home so mm. <laughs> who am but i going to go and no but then even yeah. with that that is a very i'll say you know i wasn't born there but i find that a very negative uh, uh, mindset mm. you know i feel like we, we 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 get put off of what we see other people doing and yeah. you know yeah. I, I feel like there's a type of mentality that oh well if you're doing well and i'm not doing well I'm going to stop you from doing well. We mm-hmm. need to, st- we as Africans, as Caribbeans, we need to stop, first of all, stop that mindset. Mm-hmm. We need to, if we see our brother and sister struggling, we need to help them. If it's via emotional, physical, or even monetary help, mm-hmm. if you can do it, do that. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, you know, there's a saying that it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. And that being said, when I say that saying, I say it in the context that if I'm starting a business today and you guys are from my village in terms mm-hmm. of my friendship, mm-hmm. That's the baby. Mm. The business is the baby. So I ex- expect you guys to be on top of the baby mm-hmm. and motivate me to make sure that this business has the best of opportunities. If it's, you don't have to give me money. If you can make sure that it gets out there and the message is out there for people to know, then that is what is important. Yeah. It's not always about monetary. It's not always about, oh, what can you do for me? Who can you get me in contact? It's about how you can get it out there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we need to stop this mindset of saying, oh, well, there's nothing out there. Mm. There's real estate that hasn't been invested into. Mm-hmm. There's... Um, trading in terms of technology development that we could go back there we could take technology from the uk and invest it into the communities Absolutely. that haven't been seen you know that's a, that that's a very good point but it, it, it's something that will lead into ne- later on okay so let's not re- dive too deep into that but um carly do you have anything to add before we like uh, go into the next question no, no, no. I have something to add actually. Okay. okay. Because um, going on Steven's point, it's yeah. really that mindset is actually really terrible because mm. that's that's what develops, that's what p- makes people start staying in the UK, the US, and not going back to their country to mm-hmm. develop it. Because mm. mm. there's so much potential. It's for fear your of failure. It's, it's yeah. all this exactly. I was thinking someone really elderly to me. Mm. 
and I was telling her about how like I'm gonna go home, do this, do that. Yeah. And she told me point blank, what are you going to do there? Mm. Like when I went to Nigeria, I didn't get this, I didn't get that. Yeah. Because that happened to you doesn't mean you should discourage every other people from, from doing going, it. Yeah. 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 That's one. Yeah. Two. That mindset is just very terrible. Yeah. Because you've you've just written it off now. Yeah. And no, like usually. your country is getting worse. Not only just that, but you're giving a negative country exactly. uh, um, connotation to your own people. Your own people, people yeah. you know, at the end of the day, who we are is what we are. Yeah. If you're fr- if I'm from Sierra Leone, regardless of me b- being born in England, I'm still a Sierra Leonean. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a Sierra Leonean, I am directly affected by what happens the in little Syria. things, even the tiniest things. If there's, if there's corruption, if there's war, I am affected because yeah. I have family there. there. And yeah. I want to make sure that if if the GDP in Sierra Leone is good, that means that more people in, in work. And that means that the country is doing better and people are surviving and people are thriving. So therefore, via that, I am benefiting because my people are doing better. better and I can them. boast and say, oh, yeah. well, I originate from yeah. Sierra Leone. And look at what they're doing. Look at the mm. development. So I feel like we do need to drop this, this negative connotation of thinking that, oh, there's no development in these countries. And then thereafter, encourage our mm. development. If it means sponsoring people, if it means going out there and doing the things, charity work, mm. all of this is important because at yeah. the end of the day, we are one nation, one continent. Now, going back to being um, a community and you know touching on this issue is just um, uh, societal progress, right? I'd like to aim this question at you, um, Kamara, president of the ACS uh, Society. Uh, there has been much discourse over the years in UKC and other universities about lumping of Africans and Caribbeans into one society, right? Mm. And this thought process has expanded to even there of Africans from Africa where and, and, and the diaspora itself. Why do you believe such ideas are gaining traction and do you believe that they hold any merit in the sense that um, you know, is it do we have to lump Africans because I think it's something that's quite specific to this country, you know Africans, Caribbean, just join the society. That, that, that's a huge demographic. Those two huge demographics coming together. Sometimes, do you think that it, it might not be um, viable? Do you think that it's it's achieves its purpose? Or do you think it's just like lumping them together is going to solve anything as far as having that strong sense of community? 100%. I think that I wouldn't call it lumping. Mm, I okay. think lumping is the wrong word to use because right. I feel like it's, it's got a negative kind of contentation. When you say lumping, it's like putting everything together and just saying, boom, oh. we're united. I would call it uniting. All right. You know, when our counterparts see us, they don't see us as, oh, you're African, you're Sierra Leonean, you're Caribbean, you're Jamaican. They see us as black, black people. The yeah. black people. So mm. that being said, I feel like uniting, I feel like, you know, as they said, as I saying, the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. The mm. blacker the skin, the deeper the roots. You know, that being said, it's like this. You know, whether you're light skin, whether you're dark skin, as l- if you are black minority ethnic at the in the UK in particular, because it, I'm I'm am guessing you're talking from the university. Yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. From ACS. If, yeah, yeah. if, if you're talking from the, uh, they see us as a black minority ethnic group. Mm-hmm. And that being said, we are all affected by the same we all have the same struggles we are, all have the same problems whether it be the countries we come from the corruption th- that is behind and not only just that but the, our culture and our heritage yeah. you know a lot of people don't know this I'll give an example Sierra Leone the capital of Sierra Leone is called Freetown now the reason why Sierra Leone the f- capital of um, Sierra Leone is called Freetown was because when the slaves so the African Americans were released they c- were freed in the capital of Sierra Leone Freetown mm-hmm. at a port called um um, Kinjimi slash 
I forgot the port's name. Mm. Um, Wataki, mm. Wataki, sorry. Mm. And these people are from the Caribbean, are from Nigeria. Mm. If you go to Sierra Leone now, there's parts where it's called Congo Cross. Their origin is uh, Congos. We've got Nigerians. Sometimes there's a tribe in Sierra Leone. It's a very new tribe called the Creos, which are the African American uh, African American origins. Mm. Now, when you see a lot of them, you, you, some of them are called Femi. I've got a cousin that's called Femi, that's called Femi Jones. I've got a cousin called, I've got family, so people are called Taiwo and Kaindi, mm. stuff like that. So it's just like this, it's like, you know what? Regardless, in the UK, especially in the UK, they don't, they don't see countries, they see race. They see color. And as long as you're seen as that type of race, mm. there's that connotation that, okay, cool, you're black. It doesn't matter if you're black or if you're, if you're, if you're black African, you're black Caribbean, you're black. Hence the Asian. need to 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 unite, right? I feel like yeah, exactly. I feel like uniting is important, mainly because you know what we all go through the same struggles. Mm. You know, right now this year our focus has been trying to lower the attainment gap in the BME community. Mm. Now this this attainment gap is not only just in the African community; yeah. it's also in the Caribbean community. Yeah. So from that kind of angle, we are all on unity. Yeah unit so therefore we, we should be united we should, we should united. be together and we should help to stabilize and grow as one absolutely thank that's, you very much that's for that. very very important what you said like the fact that we all need to be united and maybe diversity would create more um distance between all of us mm -hmm. but the point i would like to ask you the question i'd like to ask you is that do you think that one society can adequately cater for all this all these different groups all this West Africa, Caribbean, East Africa, Southern African. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. Can, can you do it? Yeah. Sorry, just to add on, because Kind of the same question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, um, like I mentioned, I was also president of the East African Society. Mm -hmm. The reason why the East African Society was created was because East Africans felt that there was no voice for them. Or mm -hmm. there was no, yeah. They didn't feel like accepted into the uh, ACS umbrella. Which is kind of why umbrella. we created WAU and as well. The yeah. Even uh, aside from just coming from different parts of different sides of Africa, there's also the aspect of there's the black British African who's been born and raised here. Obviously, your experience growing up in South London um, is different from the experience of, say, someone who's brought up in Lekki or somewhere yeah, in Nairobi. In Nairobi yeah. So mm. there was that. I feel like, yes, it's very important for us to be together because we are seen as one, but at the same time, yes. When you put people, groups together, let me not use the word lumping, but when you put groups of people together, yeah. sometimes there's minority groups who always suffer mm -hmm. the consequences yes, of that. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. So I think instead of us saying or trying to argue about whether or not they should be such a group, I think definitely that should be there. It's maybe how can we work on making so such groups. So they strength, strengthen diversity, essentially. Yeah, so Dami, you asked a question. Yeah. Um, I kind of already know the answer to my question, but I want to know what you think. What you think, yeah. And I'll tell you what I think of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. After that, we'll so have to So if you could just re-narrate the, the, the question. Basically, what I'm saying is that there's, there's need to be unified. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But my point is that do you think just that society will be, will be able to adequately cater for every single... Do you mm -hmm. get what I mean? I group? understand what you mean. Um, Honestly speaking, from the likes of what you said, you know, I'll speak from the likes of African Caribbean Society, ACS. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't cater to any subgroup of um, Africans or Caribbeans mm. because at the end of the day there will be a conflict of interest meaning that we can't always get 
if we say, oh, well, we're going to do something for the Africans, we've left the Caribbeans out. Yeah. And if we say we're going to do something for the Caribbeans, we've yeah, left the, the Africans, Africans out. out. Now, what our primary focus is doing events that cater to everybody, where you, as a black African, as a black Asian, as a, if there is black Asian, if there's a black Caribbean, mm. are affected. You know, I feel, I, I've heard it a lot this year or last year that um, a lot of international students didn't feel connected to ACS, especially from the African and Caribbean diaspora, because they felt as though uh, um, ACS was for London-based um, um, black British yeah, citizens. Yeah, honestly, who, I did feel like that who, as well. Who don't know culture, who don't know the history. Now, I feel like under my time as presidency, my focus has been to recla reclaim that. Mm. You know, I've liaised with a lot of, obviously liaised with the West African Union, I've liaised with the likes of um, East African society, even though the, 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 the involvement was minuscule. Mm. But, you know, at the end of the day, all it takes is just unity to, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like collaborations is very essential. Now, we can yeah. say that ACS is the parent society of the BME societies across campus. Mm. Um, and that being said, it's kind of like where people can come together and find themselves mm. and therefore liaise to all of the other societies. Mm. And... That being said, don't get me wrong, I don't think that we can exactly cater for everybody, but we are, can be seen as a, the parent company that unites everybody. So the giant umbrella, if you will. Exactly, because mm. my focus as presidency, you know, hearing that breaks my heart, because, it, you know, hearing that breaks my heart, because it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it should be a society that caters for every single person, whether you're Caribbean, African, it doesn't matter from whether you're from West, East, North, South. We are all, this. so therefore, my aim as presidency this year has been to draw in inclusion. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, and focus not only just about the low attainment, but draw in inclusion. So not only if, <laughs> if you know me, you know that I'll be joking about in Yoruba, joking about in Igbo, talking Swahili and saying, oh, Nakupenda. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, I believe that culture is so important. And through culture, if you're from Jamaica, if you're from the uh, um Barbados, St. Lucia, if you're from Nigeria, if you're from Nairobi, if you're from Swaziland, we are all one people, so therefore we need to unite. Yeah. And that's, I feel like, what ACS is about. Absolutely. It's not just about, oh, well, it's hard to draw in, it's hard to be specific for yeah, each country. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, each yeah. absolutely, absolutely, I know what you but mean. But generalizing as a black community is what is more important than just saying, oh, well, because you're from Nigeria, you stay to your Nigerians. Yeah. If you I know what you mean. mean. No, I get, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. 100%, I really like that answer. It's very diplomatic, but... um. I was actually thinking along, along the same lines as well, but then I will. That's why I think me and Adam, because mid like January, we're trying to create a society that can umbrella everything. Mm -hmm. Do you think maybe ACS should be the society that links everything together? Hundred percent. Like I feel like there is a there's a faint line that links us together, but I feel like it should be more concrete. Mm -hmm. uh, do you get what I mean? Hundred mm. percent. Absolutely. I, I'm not gonna lie. We just need to move on. All right. <laughs> <from> that. <laughs> because that's that will take him into another okay. another whole topic. I think that's like a two-hour. Yeah, that's yeah. a very long mm -hmm. conversation. True, true, true. True. Um, but just just this is just the last question on this whole topic. Um, so I, I I think I will direct this to to Kylie. Um, you know, after the release of Black Panther. It feels as though Black Wakanda pa forever. Wakanda, 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 Wakanda. How to release a Black Panther? It feels like you know, like this. There's a new age of like Afrocentrism in a sense mm -hmm. that is being like adopted into pop culture somewhere. I'm mean, the success of the movie in box office, you know, one billion or whatever, is 
and uh, like you see some other people that probably never even wanted to care about Africa. Now, now it's popular. Now it's time to Africa be Wakanda forever. Popping. Now mm. Africa is popping. But before all these movies came out, now people are proud to be. Now people are proud. But does it? Did, did the movie had to? If the movies what makes you proud, is that really? Is that really concrete? Is that? Is that how we should base? Is that way we should base the pride? Because it feels as though some people, like I speak to some of these people right now, it feels like, well, like wow, okay. It took until Black Panther to come out to realize, okay, there's something to be proud of in, in Africa. Also. I'm going from your point. That's very sad because mm. Black Panther is, uh, it's, it's fiction. Uh, it's fiction. <laughs> there, there, there are movies like no. there are movies like Martin Luther King. There yeah, are movies like Malcolm X. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Scully, sorry. I, let me yeah. tell you why. For me, Black Panther is, is, is big, you know. It's because I know yeah. Africa is the richest continent in the world, the mm-hmm. resource-wise. Mm. And just because we are not acting on it. But I believe that um, Wakanda can actually be a true story. If mm. it, maybe I'm utopic in my ideas, <coughs> but I believe that it's possible one day. You know? <laughs> yeah. mm. But then following on what you're talking about, how people all of a sudden, uh, it's, it's cool to be black, it's cool to be from Africa. One, I think, um, regardless of the means, it's important for people to be proud of where they come from. Mm-hmm. So if you're a black American, I mean, who am I? In fact, I feel like that movie was more for them mm. than it was for Africans from Africa. Yeah. yeah. We sort of already know Africa is not yeah. the people, people think it. Continue. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Mm. Africa is not the, the bad place. That's who. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I think it was for them. And I feel like the only issue is when it starts becoming appropriation. Like, when mm. there's, like... I don't want to say white people. but like It's white people. They're white people. Or counterparts. Yeah. Caucasian. <laughs> Caucasian people <laughs> start to, you know... For instance, mm. Kylie Jenner will braid her hair in cornrows and then say... Yo, that really pissed me off, man. And I'm just like, excuse me, we've been cornering our hair for years and, you know, been looked down for it. So, just... You can appreciate our culture, just don't go around yeah. claiming mm-hmm. that you came up with it. Uh, can I just add to that as well, my love? Um, I feel like the reason why Black Panther was so important was because it was a box office movie. Mm. And, you know, we not to say that we haven't had box offices, but as an Avengers movie, as a, ho- a whole black cast, I feel like that was a revolutionary movement because it shows that, yes, we have got top actors that can be box office uh, 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 um, actors. They can be in a movie that is that has a, a superhero that is beyond standard of, oh, well, he's just somebody that... And I feel like it's the whole ideology that you can't watch a black movie without seeing some type of crime being done by the black person. So therefore, we needed a superhero movie that, fair enough, okay, it was fiction, but then it, it, it showed uh, um, character, it showed culture, it showed that yes, we as black people, we have a lot of resources in our natural lands yeah. that hasn't been uh, uh, um, seen. And not only just that, but I feel like people felt so empowered to come out of their shells and say, oh, well, I'm African, or I originate from Africa, was because they've never had a movie that actually makes them want to come out. You get what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. say, yeah, I am proud. Because there's not a lot, not saying that there's not a lot for us, but there is not a lot for us, if, if that makes sense. So right. it was something to be proud of. All right, thank you guys very much for that contribution. We'll be right back with this song. Listen and stay tuned. Me, myself, and I don't need you. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's something about them looks deceitful. 
yeah, 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 yeah. What goes around comes around, come on. I don't fuss, I don't want drama. You know me and you know we know saga. We can go distance, lasting forever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Manis don't deserve manis. Bad fights don't deserve badders. Energy will run out and vanish. Cause when you step in, girl, you have finishing moves. Now I need a brother really confused. No matter, girl, I'm mimicking you. It must be the bow in you. Cause you're holding all this time. Spending money quite fast. Baby, girl, you're quite bad. How you doing, like Welcome back, and that song was, I don't know to pronounce that as Mo or M-O, but M-O and Loto Boys and Mr. Easy, Bad Boys. Mr. Easy repping Niger. And Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> no Ghana, yeah. No Ghana, yeah. No Ghana, yeah. No Ghana, yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, before going to the next, um, uh, it's not a topic, but like a subtopic. Um, I just want you guys to consider this quote from uh, uh, Namdi Oranye, and uh, he's this is what he says about diaspora and stuff. He says, more needs to be done to connect what is happening in Africa with those that have left it. 
in turn, those that are inactive in the African diaspora need to be connected to their active counterparts. It seems incongruous that noteworthy success stories in Africa are known to the African diaspora. Why are many of the diaspora so disengaged from what is already happening in the homeland? If Mark Zuckerberg is investing 24 million US dollars in Andela, in Andela, uh, Ilugos based uh, software engineering startup, then he must think Africa is worth something. Maybe be so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As the spotlight refocuses and presents African tech in the cor- correct light, it's my hope and the hope of many others to see both the historical and contemporary African diaspora moving beyond simply sending remittance home or money or whatever. They should be more involved in the active um, growth and progress of Africa. What do you guys think about that? I'm going to start with um, Kali because I imagine she's going back home after this. So, Kali, what is your opinion on that? First of all, I think um, there's this idea that diaspora are the savior, saving grace for like Africans. But I feel like Africans in themselves already have enough um, content, enough education and the like to save themselves. Instead of us looking at it like we're going back to save them, let's look at it like we're going back to contribute. And to help and work together. Yes. Let's first clarify that it's not diaspora with all the knowledge coming to Mm -hmm. lift you from the ground. No, Mm -hmm. it's you coming to help people work together. Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. you did mention, eventually I will plan to go back home. Mm -hmm. And what is the greatest thing I think I can take to them um, I think it's knowledge transfer as well mm-hmm. and skills, you experience. know, experience that learned that I've learned from here that I can share with them, and they can also teach me what they perhaps learned in their schools and share together, which Absolutely. will come together and make the country better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I know like remittance, for instance, in Kenya, diaspora contributes more than tourism, and Kenya is big known for tourism, but the diaspora con- contributes about like. Four billion something USD, like mm. a huge significant amount of money is remitted back into the country. That's but good. like you did say, the money is not enough. Mm-hmm. You need to, the skills as well need to be transferred back home. So yeah, yeah absolutely. That's the main thing I'd want to transfer back. Um, so I- imagine, because um, I, I think that point is is actually quite important because one of the things that we have. I've encountered is um, as I mentioned before, a lot of people be like, okay, you know, it's fine. I don't want to. I don't want to go back home. Let me just send money, and you know, you know, money is all I can give. Uh, and and I think pointing to what um, Kamara was saying earlier is about, you know, it doesn't have to be financial. It could also be emotional, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, physical. Mm-hmm. Actually, helping people out in different ways, not limited to just oh, let me send money back, man. Look, even Mark Zuckerberg went to this place in Lagos. Yeah, he went to this company. He looked at them, what they're doing, and he invested money in them. Clearly, he sees a potential in there. That's the thing. I, you know, let's not let's look at it from an internal. So, internal people that live in the diaspora. So, for example, give it, give an example. Aliko Dankote. Mm-hmm. Now, let's not talk about Michael Zuckerberg because, fair enough, he's coming and he's seen an investment, his investment, and God bless him for that investment. But then there are people that invest in, into the people, in, into their people. Aliko Dankote is somebody that he said that if my business is not going to uh, uh, um, develop the GDP of Nigeria, I'm not investing into it. Mm-hmm. He's somebody that he's a, even a keen philanthropist because not only just that, he's somebody that has um, he's developed his foundations and he. In comparison to the rest of the billionaires across the world, Real he quick. said he doesn't have any other house mm. outside of Nigeria. 
and that's somebody that is that wants the well-being of his country that wants the betterment of his people mm-hmm. um not only just that but look at the likes of um for example there's a man in nigeria if if you want, go on to Instagram. His name is Kokun Foundation. Yeah. Mm. He's a charitable giver. Now, I don't know this man from Adam, but looking at his Instagram and look at the significant work he's doing for the homeless people, he's doing for the people that don't have, can't eat every single day without fail. Mm. It's absolutely amazing. We need more people like him. Mm. We need people that need to see the potential in people and bring it out of them. Because you know what? It's so easy to, for somebody to come and say, oh, well, Africa is poor. Let me go there and just make myself look good and invest. No, it starts up. They say uh, uh, um, charity starts at home. We as the diaspora, the children of the diaspora, we need to focus and help and work with charities to elevate our people, uh, uh, increase the GDP in our countries. Because at the end of the day, GDP is what lays a foundation to the success of the country. The more GDP the country is raking in, the more money the country is raking in. And when there's more GDP, that means more people are, uh, are employed. Mm-hmm. So let's look at it from that perspective. But then mm-hmm. again, I think it's also, it's hard because we have to be careful. Money is important, you know. If you do not invest and make returns, you can't help, you can't give back 100%. to charity that money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a matter of finding the right balance, you know. Mm-hmm. And if the investment opportunities take them invest because mm-hmm. even in investing you're providing um, employment for mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. also at the same time go back with charity as well charity mm-hmm. work just find the right balance but let's not dismiss mm-hmm. investing and making 100%. money come back because if we don't make the money for ourselves someone else will come come like and do it and make Chinese that money have man taken over Africa they come it's bad it's like we have no engineers in our countries they come they come with their own experts they build they stuff, c- do they you know, take most of my most of my friends' parents actually use Chinese construct um constructions. Mm, like the the, the, the companies. Yeah. And like when they're building things, anything, and I'm just like, okay. Not downplaying the the, the the excellence of the Chinese, don't get me wrong. Yeah. However, we as a country or as a, sorry, let me see, I'm just saying <coughs> from Sierra Leone's perspective, mm. we as a continent need to start teaching our, our, our people trading. Trading is not just making shoes, trading is not just making pots. Trading is from apprenticeships as, as the UK does, making apprenticeships for building, for scaffolding. When we teach these people the jobs, then we can start, like for example, there's a lot of re- a, a real estate being done in Africa. Hmm. A lot of people are inve- investing into it, but the Chinese are investing into it. Why can't we invest into it? Hmm. Not only just that, why can't we do our own construction? Hmm. Why do we have to uh, uh, um, sub uh, uh, subsidize that's that that investment to another country why can't we do it ourselves so i feel like what my from my pers- personal perspective what i think that the caribbean governments the african governments need to start doing is developing developing the skills of the unemployed in these type of fields mecha- um, uh, engineering mechanics uh, uh, um, building scaffolding all of these because at the end of the day we don't need to subsidize our business when we have the people that are unemployed right there in our faces so touching on touching on um not giving legend other um people from outside like africa or, or the caribbean um use your resources or maybe get this real estate or anything i like to say that um aliko dangote right now is trying to um is trying to fix one of Nigeria's refineries because you know Nigeria has three refineries that are not working, not working. Yeah, and we always have to export our oil to all to these countries. Refined. Imagine, to refined. imagine they use they use the the um, what's it called the <laughs> waste for something else <laughs> and then sell it back to us. Can you imagine? So now he's actually actively working on trying to 
fix one of the refineries so we can actually refine our oil ourselves yeah. and gain some of that money. And that's one of the things we need to look at. That's one but of the things know, we need to emulate because we need to start actually doing things in-house than, yeah. than, than exporting most of all these things. Uh-huh. And like giving, developing or creating avenues for people that are poor to be able to, 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 oh. to work. Because yeah. that refinery now, for, I'm pretty sure it's going gonna, it's gonna to employ thousands of people mm-hmm. that were out of a job. Now, two questions I just want to ask and touch on that is, uh, first of all, I mean, I don't know the details, but I'm just like, what company is using to actually construct this refinery? I don't know. To be fair, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a Chinese company. I'm just saying. That's the thing. But the like, second thing is, um, if he does that, then... I doubt it, man. I, that's not I doubt it, is. but that's obviously that's is. just a mere conjecture because I'm not really sure. I, myself, I don't think... I don't, I don't think but that's I, 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 I hope not. But second thing I just want to ask is, um, there's a possibility that he could also monopolize that 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 oh he's definitely gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> let's not be around Sorry. the bush let's not be around the bush let's he's, not like like he's a businessman let's, business not, act like, let's not act yeah. like okay he wants to do good for nigeria but let's not act like that's the main he's gonna get money but they're gonna he's gonna get a lot he's gonna give a lot of things to nigeria as yeah, well exactly. mm. there's gonna, gonna be develop. there's gonna yeah. be development there's gonna be um employment there's gonna be we're gonna be able to actually be able to refine our oil ourselves exactly and dami touching on what you said i feel like our problem is we don't know not that we don't know we know that we've got a lot compared to the rest of the world but we lack self-worth so, mm. you know when i say that we lack self-worth i mean that we don't recognize how we could be dominating the markets mm. with our resources with our uh, um our timber our golds our diamonds our oil it, these resources are things that we can monopolize we don't need to why are we ch- uh, uh, charging chicken chains to developed countries but then we're charging our, we're not it even makes no we're sense. not even adding any type of development to ourselves so you know as i said earlier charity starts at home mm-hmm. we as our government the people we need to start developing ourselves developing our countries in-house development trading with each other trading with south african countries the likes of gaddafi gaddafi wanted to uh, i'm not saying that obviously now he has his a lot of faults but no, gaddafi, gaddafi wanted to exactly yeah. he wanted to he wanted to start trading between africans yeah if in, in agriculture in uh, um in, in, in underground resources we yeah. need to start laying that foundation between ourselves and then we will start succeeding until then mm. we'll, st- we'll still continue being where we are that's why last word on with kylie i think as diaspora the role the diaspora can play is take the expertise the knowledge you've gained there's so many engineers mm-hmm. here exactly, working for british exactly. companies they mm-hmm. don't really need you like your your value you know your knowledge is much more needed elsewhere go back home and work together with people who are there and then that way you don't need to have a chinese company coming in to do it you can mm-hmm. do it yourself you know mm-hmm. take advantage of this opportunity definitely africa yeah. is a gold mine yeah it can be our gold mine so mm-hmm. let's yeah definitely yeah definitely. if we don't someone else will exactly, exactly. great final words from Kali. yeah any other last things to say because moving on to our last no last segment but yeah kind of our last yeah, segment kind of our last segment to be honest yeah. any last words to say yeah, just so one quick summary. I okay, beg, you know, see, Sabito. Sabito, well, well. So, um, you know, going off of what you just said about um, development and obviously giving back and helping. So, this year I've managed to, obviously, now being ACS president has given me a lot of experience. So, I've managed to lay a foundation called um, Empowerment United. It's a community interest action group at the University of Kent. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're going to be based on is giving back to the poor. So in the UK, obviously now being born here, charity starts at home. So what we'll do is we'll try and help the homeless. If it means building up a foundation for them to actually um, 
if it means building up a foundation for them to actually get back into the work so helping at least one that's yeah. our focus yeah um now as a society what we're gonna our focus is going to be empowerment uh, uh, um equality yeah. and inclusion mm -hmm. now lastly before I, I i i conclude in december we're starting our first project called project sl mm. we're going to go to sierra leone and we're going to yep. hear we're going to do a documentary hearing firsthand from the people that are affected by the economy and what's going on how they got to their situation thereafter we'll give back to them so for example if it's a food vendor buy her resources oh. if it's um somebody that's uh, uh, um educated but couldn't get into work link him to connections yeah like thereafter the but then how do we fund you exactly. how do we help you out so we're going to be starting a gofundme page which we're going to put on all of our social medias as well as the acs's okay so keep at your eyes peeled for that thank you thank you very much thank, thank you very much, much. oh yeah finally we are at the end of the episode this segment that everybody yeah i'm telling stress. you this this thing mm, has great the reviews i'm getting from this uh, this, uh, this from this where? segment from where god knows <laughs> where is this thing? <laughs> <laughs> from where <laughs> uh, everybody knows sha anyway if you know you know you know what yeah. i mean so don't worry yeah. <laughs> okay then. so this is <laughs> this is a segment that we call african proverb of the day mm -hmm. uh okay. where i just give you guys some wisdom you know, I spit out there. <laughs> I've been doing it for ten episodes straight. You get me? I mean, I, I mean, I don't nah, know. Nah, you did it last episode, though. Okay, that's true. That's it. <laughs> Why are you out me like that, fam? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the name of this episode is Avenue Probably Day, and I will just drop this here, and you guys can tell me what you think about it. Actually, you can't because there's no time. But just you know, keep that in mind, and you can talk about it after after we go off, get off air. <laughs> <laughs> a bird, a bird that flies. The bird that flies off the earth and lands on an anthill is still on the ground. Hmm. Huh? Uh, okay, let me repeat it again. <coughs> let me say it in the African accent. No, we say I got to do do for me. A bird that flies off the earth mm -hmm. and lands on an anthill is still on the ground. Hmm. Think about it. Yeah, just tell us what it is, man, because your proverbs are always are always just weird. <laughs> <laughs> a bird a bird that flies off, off the, the mouth, earth off the earth uh -huh. and lands on an ant hill uh -huh. is still on the ground mm -hmm. <laughs> is the proverb trying to say that no matter how much you think that a bird can reach into the slight to the sky they're still on the same level as an ant actually because there's no time to explain this you explain what you mean <laughs> there's really there really is no, no time explain, you have to explain, explain. okay basically no matter kind of similar to what you're saying no matter how far this bed thinks that okay i'm i can, I'm go. A, I can go you will still land on that ground yeah 100%. no it's nothing that happened okay so it's like you can take a man out of the village but you can't take the village, the village yeah, out of the thank you it's about home being that that's where you go yeah. kylie hey, so hey, we need to finish we need to finish <laughs> anyway thank you guys very much <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys very much for for listening to, to us today um I just want to thank you guys for coming on to the show. You guys have been amazing. We're gonna leave you. We're with gonna leave you with this song from Aladdin. Oh wait! Oh my from God! Notes by hey! Aladdin. That's why notes I called Aladdin. Us, you know. I don't keep us, you know. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. <laughs> so we just rolled it. Show kicked off, so we just rolled it. We too loud, so this will be what we roll it. Thing ain't me that she's falling. She must be zoning. No, I am so fly like Aladdin. I start the ship, I'm the captain. And it's again, they're talking, they're chatting. But 
They cannot play with their captain, no I am so fly like a laden I start the ship, I'm the captain And they get the talking, they're chatting But they cannot play with their captain, no So we roll in and roll out Me and my dogs and we just roll in and roll out Yeah, I bop you with the team and roll in and roll out Money in the bank, so we just roll in and roll out I give them something they don't know about Kid up in this thing, I don't know how they can't see. Did this thing up with my guys, I don't need these round me. And I'm the golden child in this thing when you're talking about hanging. Told them you start, I'm a blow. How could they ever doubt me? Man, I get a kick out of kicking these ziggins out the game. Hey, when they want to indirect, what was in my name? I would have told you to come and tell me to my face But you ain't reaching my ass No, 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 are you reaching my place? Yeah. I am so fly like a laden I start the ship, I'm the captain And they get the talking, they're chatting But they cannot play with their captain, no I am so fly like a laden I start the ship, I'm the captain And they get the talking, they're chatting But they cannot play with their captain, no So we roll in and roll out Me and my dogs and we just roll in and roll out Yeah, I bop you with the team and roll in and roll out Money in the bank so we just roll in and roll out I give them something they don't know about I tell them ziggin' they keep talking their shit Cause I don't mind I see them ziggin' they've been tweeting their shit But I don't mind Cause I've been on a roll, on a roll I don't mind I tell them again, they keep talking to this shit, cause I don't mind. So I tell them kick back, kick back. And we too loud in my team, so we kick back. Can we hit that? Yeah, that I'm too loud in my team, so we hit that. Hit that. Only too loud in my team, so we kick back. Yeah, we kick back. Yeah, it's only too loud in my team. So we roll in and roll out. Me and my dogs, and we just roll in and roll out. Money in the bank, so we just roll in and roll out. I give them something they don't know about. 